The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, with many receiving the devastating news of a cancer diagnosis on a daily basis, it is crucial for patients to hold on to hope with the possibility of benefiting from new cancer research and treatments. So to tell us about the latest developments, we're joined by Professor Ray McDermott, consultant medical oncologist and clinical lead at Cancer Trials. Ray, good morning and welcome. Thanks so much, Pat. Thanks for having me. Now, one of the things that we want to talk about is how COVID, you know, bad for so many people, But in terms of scientific research and ultimately cancer uh, treatment and prevention has been miraculous. Yeah. And I mean, I think we're only about to see the fruits of that labor. I mean, I think what happened with the vaccines, we're all familiar with the names Moderna and BioNTech because they came up with those mRNA vaccines. So now they've switched some of their attention to cancer and how that's going to work is when I was doing my PhD years ago, Pat, We were very blunt instruments with cancer vaccines. We were just taking uh, any antigen that was on the surface of a cancer and saying, "Okay, well, that might work. And we'd inject a bit of that along with something that would go with it. And it didn't work. Now what they're doing and what is going to happen very soon is they're going to get individuals in. They're going to take a sample of their tumour. They're going to run that alongside normal tissue and they're going to see what antigens are expressed in that particular tumour as okay. opposed to your normal tissue. And then they're going to inject that back in to the patient alongside um, uh, a drug like uh, pembrolizumab or nivolumab, which is known to stimulate the immune system. Okay. So it's really exciting times because it's a completely different approach and a much more tailored approach. So you are basically getting an individualized treatment. Which, uh, how long would it take to prep? Say you you get one patient in, they have a different um, DNA makeup to the patient next door. So you have to do it for each one. Completely. So how long does it take to to get the treatment ready? And that's why the mRNA vaccines made such a difference. Prior to the COVID vaccines, it would take years to develop a new vaccine. When COVID came along, that changed everything. It took them a few months to develop the vaccine, all based on this mRNA technology. So they're looking at the, the, the trial that has already been done. A trial has been completed in melanoma, a small trial, 130 patients, where they inject, where they did the exact strategy alongside pembrolizumab was the drug they used. And they saw an improvement. It, it, but it takes a few weeks to generate that, as yeah. you can imagine, but not months, weeks. Okay, so yeah. although with something like melanoma cancer, you know, time may not be on your side, yeah. but a few weeks, that's doable yeah. and uh, life-saving. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. I mean, I, I agree. Sometimes and the, the, the problem before was you could be waiting months to do something like this. And that's not, you know, your disease is progressing in the meantime. And what are you doing? Nothing. Here, this is completely different. A now, game changer. Is this currently being deployed? This is uh, in. So the phase two study has has been published from Moderna. And they are they are they are uh, linking up with uh, other pharmaceutical companies to move into phase three. But there are other companies doing it. BioNTech are doing it, and the UK have, government have signed uh, an agreement with with BioNTech to enrol ten thousand patients on clinical trials of these vaccines over the next number of years. Um, but there are other companies as well. So okay. it's all about the technology. It always intrigued me, and I don't know the answer to this. I'll, I've asked the question a few times, and. You can have uh, a vaccine for leukemia in cats. Yeah. And it works. Why didn't they have one for humans? 
<laughs> it's because cats are so complex, Pat. And, and the reason why that vaccine for cats uh, works is because it's a virus. So, and we have to, well, we shouldn't forget that we have two vaccines that work to prevent cancer. And, you know, HPV being one yep. and hepatitis B being another. So we do have, they do exist. But when you have an established cancer, it's a much more complex organism. And that's what I was trying to do years ago, trying to, you know, trying to use a small hammer to hit a big nail. It doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this breakthrough as a result of all the M- mRNA research is going to lead to huge developments in uh, cancer treatment. Talk to me about cancer diagnostics, because there was a story from Spain and I saw another story from the United States uh, suggesting that a simple blood test costing maybe 50 euro, all told, uh, could indicate a prospect of cancer up to 10 years ahead of yeah. when the cancer would be discernible. <laughs> and this is a little bit more problematic, Pat, but a definitely a very interesting technology. So here what they're doing, because the technology has moved on so much, they can take a sample of your blood and you don't, this is someone, a normal person walking down the street, no diagnosis of cancer. Yeah. And they're specifically focusing on cancers that present at a late stage and where things uh, if they're diagnosed as they normally are, by the time they're diagnosed, often the treatments aren't great. So you're talking about things like pancreas cancer, ovarian cancer, lung cancer, things like that. And they're looking for tumour cells or the, the beginnings of tumour cells in that blood sample. It's amazing to think that you can actually detect that. And they've shown that they may well be able to do that. So seeds are sown years before That's it. any diagnosis. But it's all the way cancer works is because it's based on mutations. And if you can recognize those mutations before you can see them, then obviously then you can potentially. So the potential for screening, for example, uh, and I, do you screen the whole population or do you screen certain age cohorts? You know, at the moment for bowel cancer, the screening, they're inviting uh, people from the age of 60 to 69 to, to apply uh, so that they can provide a stool sample and yeah, so on and so forth. Exactly. So you, you might isolate a particular uh, co- age cohort um, and just screen everybody. Yeah, and that's where the difficulty comes in because, you know, you could be, you could end up, there's, these, none of these tests are 100% accurate and you could end up causing a lot of anxiety for someone who never has it to that diagnosis. So, oh, but you would oh. definitely target. I see what you mean. The, the, to see what the, I mean. So, yeah, yeah so, so you're told uh, in 10 years time, sunshine, <laughs> you're in trouble and then you worry for 10 years and it never happens. That's it, exactly. And that the effect that has on your life. So you really, before you start going to very well people, you need to be very confident that this test is accurate and what we call specific. So those tests haven't been done yet. They're running them at the moment, but the technology works. So it's really sensitive. And there are a number of different companies out there who are who are going to be doing this in the future. But you're right. We would target the patients who are vulnerable to that cancer. So let's say pancreas cancer, most common is in uh, over 60s who have diabetes, that type of thing. Okay, and it, it, if there's a family history of some cancer, family history is another exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, the work that you do on clinical trials. Yeah. Do you have an example of where an Irish involvement in a clinical trial worked really well? Yeah. So we had a we had a trial. So I'm clinically the Cancer Trials Ireland, but I also work and I enrol patients onto studies uh, in in some of the Irish hospitals. So we had a we had a, a trial recently, which was in in prostate cancer, and it was as you mentioned a second ago, Pat. It was about people who have a family history in particular, but also some other patients who didn't have a family history. Um, and we were looking at um, giving them a new drug, an oral a tablet, as it happens, um, which was based on 
the, the how their DNA multiplies. You know, we know that the DNA in cancer, the cells multiply much quicker than normal cells do. So this tablet was aimed at, at specifically inhibiting that uh, process. And we worked with a uh, number of sites in Ireland and a number of sites in the UK and America and it, and the drug it was presented at uh, our, the big annual meeting there in February, very successful and published. So, and the Irish patients, there was 30 Irish patients, more than 30, 200 screened. Uh, there was only a certain percentage of patients who were suitable based on the yeah. screening process. But yeah, 25 to 30 Irish patients went on the trial and benefited from that drug. Yeah. It wouldn't be available otherwise. Now, do they get the drug uh, or are some of them, uh, you I'm know, not, getting a placebo? <laughs> there was no, it's always the question I'm asked the most often. And it depends on the study. On that study, you either got the study, you either got that drug straight away or you got it after your cancer progressed. So you were going to get the drug one way or the other, yeah. but it might be after you had to have chemotherapy first. But everyone got the drug. One of the issues, of course, is the cost of these uh, drugs. Completely. Now, if you're talking about, say, prostate cancer, it's a very common cancer. Yes. And you would imagine that the price of that should not be prohibitive because the developers will get their money back before the patent expires. Mm. But others are so rare that the yeah. developers uh, have to charge a huge amount to ensure there's some kind of profit in it for yeah. them before it can become a generic. And sometimes there's profiteering, as you know, as well. But I mean, I think in general, cancers are types that are um, common, like prostate cancer, for example. It goes into a negotiation on price. And I think Ireland, we do re- resolutely well in terms of the price. Nonetheless, I think the overall uh, cost can still be significant, yeah, it's which is why trials are great, Pat, because the drugs are given to, to the country for free. Yeah. And um, anyone who enrolls on the trial, there's no charge for them. That's another question I get asked. Um, there's no charges involved. Um, and you're minded like a baby. And you're minded like a little baby, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the application to a trial, does that come through your oncologist who's treating you and who is aware of the trials? You can't kind of just rock up and say, <laughs> I, I hear there's a miracle drug <laughs> on offer. You can go onto cancertrials.ie and you'll see what trials are available. But yeah, basically, there's a, it's, it's, there's a number of eligibility criteria for each trial. And, you know, probably your oncologist is going to know best whether you're suitable for a given trial. So it's probably best for your oncologist. Taking a, a broader look then at the family of cancers. I mean, there are so many and uh, so varied in the way they are uh, treated and also in terms of uh, how lethal they might be, because, uh, you, you know, some people die with a cancer. Yes. And that brings me back, to, by the way, to the blood test. Yes. You might die of something else. That's true. You know, heart disease long yeah. before the yeah. cancer hits you. Yeah. No, so true. these are the, uh, the, the, the problems. But yeah. when you look at the whole landscape of cancer, what's the picture like? Uh, I think, you know, it's, it's very complex and think that we'll have a cure for cancer. It's never going to be that simple. The, the but isn't it many cures for many, many cancers? Cure. It's many diseases of different types. And even the vaccines, I mean, I think immunotherapy, if you look at immunotherapy, and I'll say pembrolizumab because it's in the domain because of Vicky Phelan, um, people who understand have heard that name. That's an example of immunotherapy. So that works very well in some cancers. and then, But it doesn't work for everyone with that type of cancer. Yeah. It works for, so we're look, So it's incremental gains. And there's no doubt that those drugs are, have made a change. But we're still looking for... Uh, treatments that will improve things for the other yeah. the other patients. You know? uh, we were um, talking to, to Luke O'Neill about some of the science that he's now in, involved in where they can put an address on a drug. 
and send it to the organ that's affected, <laughs> which, uh, you know, is going to be great because the idea of chemo, which batters your system, you might yes. lose your hair in certain circumstances uh, and you are maybe immunocompromised uh, when you're on the, the chemo. It is like a blunderbuss. And if instead you can send in, you know, the the small 0.22 caliber drug, yeah. directly to the, the, the so spot. That, so that's common. So we have an example in prostate cancer. There's a thing called lutetium PSMA, where you have this, where you inject, uh, most people will be familiar with PSA as a test for yeah. prostate cancer. So this is akin to PSA, but not quite the same, PSMA. You, you can attach radiotherapy to a PSMA uh, molecule yeah. and inject it into the patient, into the vein. And it'll make its and way. And it'll make its way to where the tumour is okay. and go and kill the tumour. Which is amazing. And the toxicity for the patient is minor. Minor. So minor. Yeah, you hang on to your hair. You know, it's not okay. like chemotherapy. So that is the addressable drug, really. Yes, exactly. So we're, we're in that era already. So and, right. it, and that'll be in Ireland in the next uh, 12 months, I would have yeah. thought. It's, yeah. it's very exciting stuff. Yeah, no, it's say. really good. Yeah, yeah and, and where it used to be a dark horizon when you got that diagnosis, uh, not necessarily so anymore. No, no, things are definitely moving on, Pat. Absolutely. Professor Ray McDermott, consultant, medical oncologist and clinical lead with um, at Cancer Trials. And you can go on that website and find out what is going on. Ray, thank you very much for Thanks joining so much. us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.